Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You thought we were dead and then somebody did some magic and we sat bolt upright. It's the Box Set Pod. Nice to have you with us. Uh, I'm Howell, this is Jamie. Why did why did it why did anyone think we were dead? Nobody nobody really did. I'm referring to something that happened this week. Oh, oh don't don't mention it because it's a spoiler. <laughs> don't mention it. Yeah. Well no, done. No, well done though. Well done. Unbelievable. It took you a while there. Took it? me a while, yeah. Um uh, welcome to the box set pod. Um what have you been watching this week, Jay? Oh, on tonight's podcast, by the way, we're gonna be talking about Orange is the New Black, which is a great show, obviously. Maybe you're late to the party on that one. Well, we're gonna try and find reasons for you to uh, watch it, and we're gonna have uh, at least one guinea pig who hasn't watched it uh, and needs uh, to talk about it. So let's talk about Orange is the New Black in a bit. We'll have others joining us too. As usual, you have me and Jamie first. What have you been watching this week, Jamie? I want to big up a show that um, I, I've only just got into it. And I remember Marsha, who's on tonight's pod, has mentioned it in the past. Thomas the Tank. It's called Ma- No, Man Seeking Woman. Have you heard of this, Howell? Yes. It's really, really funny. It's a very, very funny show. One of the producers is Lorne Michaels, who's from SNL, the, the creator of Saturday Night Live. I think we um, all know who Lorne Michaels is, thanks. You'd be surprised, Owl. Yeah. And uh, it's a brilliant comedy, only like 20-minute episodes. It's basically like it's sort of dissect. It, it takes the mickey out of the romantic comedy drama uh, comedy sort of um, cliches and does so in, in an exaggerated sort of uh, hyper reality fashion. It's like it's it's just really really cleverly done. Like there's an episode I just watched where um, basically it, it does it from the female side as well. So it's woman seeking man, and uh, one of the characters' sisters has is looking for a new man, and then she ends up in a cliche situation where she ends up seeing a man who's in a, a relationship. He's a married man. But the, the the twist on it is that the married man is Father Christmas, and he's married to Mrs. Christmas, and he's cheating <laughs> on Mrs. Christmas. And stuff like that. They're like, it's really, really funny. It's like really it. well done. But I, I looked at a lot of the reviews of it, and a lot of the, the ratings, and it's actually quite like the, it's quite low. The ratings, like, I'm surprised mm. it's not more popular and more sort of. Um, lauded critically than it is but it's very good and i've been watching game of thrones as well which is amazing i'm up to date with that series oh, oh god it's good but it is you know what is uh i hadn't thought what? about it much until until marcia mentioned it recently but you know the sexism the role that females play in that series is truly it's almost it's beyond like oh it's medieval um, relationships. I mean it really is. They're just constantly talking about like um, bad words for women's parts, women being locked up and yeah, rape and yeah. I mean it's yeah. it is so 
goddamn sexist. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I guess I haven't really thought about it a yeah, lot, and but I, I, I can well, see the point. I suppose it, it does. But then, you know, um, the dwarf Tyrion, there's no dwarf Tyrion. jokes. There's no dwarf jokes in there. And um, it's kind of like it's... Uh, it's a really forward-thinking, progressive series in in the use of Tyrion, and uh, yet with everything else, it kind of shocks. Uh, it goes for the taboo or shocks to the extreme, doesn't it? In, a, in every other sort of thing, it's like somebody walks down an alley, and there's a big man in a suit of armor stuck behind him, and you go, "That suit of armor guy looks threatening." Mm. I think he's going to do something horrendous to this guy down the alley. And sure yeah. enough, he does something truly horrendous to that guy down the alley. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's shocking all round, is what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, what I'm saying, I'm saying it's shocking all round. Well, but d- is it um, is it unfairly shocking in a sexist way? That's my yeah. Question. I get I get you, but there are characters like Brienne of Tarth. Uh, who is a warrior knight woman who protects um, characters in the in the show? I won't reveal who, but I mean, she's an, a major sort of defining female character that breaks the norms and traditions of a female character. Does she not? She does, um, but but every other woman in it. No, I'm lying. Not every other woman in it. I think a lot of the female characters are really good. I think it's the casual stuff. It's not the main parts. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, the casual. The casual joking is very yeah. aimed at the female anatomy rather yeah. than the male. Like the guys uh, on the horse kind of... at the beginning of this series. While what's her name? Dragon Queen's walking next to them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, but yeah, even I can subtitles. See... <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> pretty offensive one of my things with game of thrones is i i really love all the plots at the moment like i like the plots going on with daenerys i like the plots i love the dragon stuff i love the plots going on at the the wall Mm. i love the stuff going at winterfell yeah i never i'm just not getting enough of anything it's like i'm getting a taste of it's like i'm at a a crap buffet where you're just getting the shitty ends of all these wonderful buffet meals and you want a lot you, you more wanna, you want to binge on the sausage rolls don't you sometimes it's yes, like, I, I, but I, like... I thought that the last episode this this last episode which is season five episode two i think um season six season no. six episode two um i did spend a bit longer on stuff i thought yeah yeah it did but i'd like them to just you know what one episode maybe just dive into a couple of stories take two of those stories half an hour on each bang yeah. it you know get right into the nitty-gritty because I, I don't i don't like just going uh eeny meeny miny moe right now you do a bit now you do your turn and I, as much as they're good at doing that i want to really just get get my fill i'm not getting my mm. fill and i understand that maybe they're trying to stall things slow no the i don't think down. they're trying to stall it i just think that there's there is so much going on that you yeah. it, when you have to wait uh, week by week to watch stuff it's yeah, um, it's yeah. a lot more it's painful. Hard. Whereas when you yeah when you binge it, that's fine. It's like watching a really long yeah. film, so it's qu- it's quite nice. Of course, our algorithm department Ben 
hasn't won't watch Game of Thrones. I mean, we, he started it on here, but he just thinks it's silly. And oh. I do think he's missing out. But let's see where Game of Thrones comes in the chart that he compiles in of the all charts. all of the uh, downloads, both legal and illegal, down the road, down the, around the world. At number ten, Homeland. Excellent. At number, how come Homeland's yeah. back in there at number ten? Is there a new series? There isn't a, not not out yet, yeah. no, but okay. uh, that um, is unusual. Number nine is Doctor Who. Number eight is The Good Wife. Number seven is Suits. Good Wife is on his last series, by the way. And Yeah, I know. I watched one of the... It's actually getting good again. Like, now... Nah, it's not getting good. Just at this start... No. It's just that they start to end it though. They have they have like actually got some interesting plots yeah. going on at the moment. I know. Finally, I'm like Jesus. You know, there's so much potential with that thing, and yet they seem to always steer back to the same seven plots, the same seven cases keep coming around. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. Suits isn't number seven. Need to crack on with that. Number six is Outlander. Need to watch. Uh, number Hearing five. Good things. Fear the Walking Dead. New season. Hearing amazing things about series two of that. Series one, I gave it a little bit of a go and didn't really get into, but I'm hearing that it gets really good season two. Mm. So, worth I, a check. I didn't realise that it was a separate thing from The Walking Dead. Oh dear, how old? Um, number four, Downton Abbey. Uh, won't what? die, won't die. <laughs> number three, Line of Duty. Great finale, says Ben. Number two, The Night Manager, which Ben um, jibes at and saying, will he fix the till roll? Is the compactor jammed and will he swap Yusuf's Wednesday shift for a half Saturday? <laughs> and number one is Game of Thrones. Of course it is. Awesome. Of course. Awesome. Um, Deserve it. It's time for some news. I think other people are going to start to join us. Um, All right, well, I'll, I'll throw in. It's only a couple of little bits of news I want to bring up. Okay. Um, this week so far uh interesting we were talking about watership down the other week being uh complained about on tv because it's a it's a it's a bloody it's a bloody uh violence fest um, watership down is pointless without the violence are you about to tell me the news that the bbc apparently has cut out all of the uh, scary bits in their new series of the watership down well, no, no. I mean, you're right. BBC are working with Netflix to create a new adaptation of the Watership Down novel. And we apparently don't they are removing the bad bits. Really? I hadn't heard that. What's if the they point? Have, that's, that, no, you're absolutely right. They're absolutely right. It's a big part of the novel. It's a big part of the original adaptation. And, and trust it's, me, as a as a owner of a rabbit business, it's a big part of rabbit life. Oh, yeah. Howell's got rabbits, you know... Rutting away all day, haven't you? Brutal they are. Brutal. They can be beautiful and lovely, but they're brutal as well. If you remove the brutal bit, what have you got? You've got a soppy Simon and Garfunkel song. That's it. Forget that. It's a four-part mini-series they're going to do, but they've got an incredible cast lined up, including John Boyega from The Force Awakens, you know, the new Uh, uh, Star Wars films. He plays... uh, What's his name? I can't remember now. Uh, Sir Ben Kingsley, Mm -hmm. James McAvoy. Mm. Gemma Arterton from Quantum of Solace. Mm. Um, so it's a really, really good voice cast lined up for this new animation. Four-part miniseries. I hope you're bloody wrong, Howell, because the brutality is a massive part of that. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, well, you, you, what is life without the without the drama, you know? You well, we, yeah, life is violent. If you're not for crying, rabbits, what's the it, point? And you know what the thing is like? Okay, animated. It is, is, is the idea if it's animated, you can't have graphic violence unless you're making a Japanese manga film. That's absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Tell you what, I watched this week uh, the full series of F is for Family on Netflix. Wow. 
good, isn't it? That's uh, brilliant. Really, Br- good. we need to do that on this uh, on this podcast at some point. But F is for family. Talking of yeah. offensive um, animation, what else is going on in the news? Sly Stallone is going to TV land, and he's going to be a gangster. So he's working on uh, Antoine Fuqua. You might know him from the director of Training Day, one of my favourite films ever made. Fuqua. Brilliant film. And he's working on a TV adaptation of the Mario Puso novel, A Murder. Uh, a Murder was the, the book, last book written by Mario Puso, who did The Godfather Howl. Yeah. He's got, he's got creds. He's got. Uh, and yeah. he, he died, and this yeah. book, he finished it, but he hadn't released it, but uh, his estate released it. Mm. Now it's being made into a TV show. It's going to be the story of an adopted son of a mafia don that could be played by Sliced Alone wow. and his rise to the top is his struggle to claim his destiny. Sliced Alone is to play a major role in it. Good to see him getting into the TV. But whenever you mention someone like Ben Kingsley or Sly Stallone, whenever you mention older actors now, I always think, will they be dead by the time this podcast goes out? I know. You That's do. what it's, I think now. It's like... Oh. It's, yeah. it's bingo at the moment, celebrity bingo. The, no. the, 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 I mean, I can't believe Bruce Forsyth is still here in these circumstances. I just want to, I just want to say, Jamie, I really hope nothing even, happens now. Well, yeah, so, I think something might. I mean, he didn't come over for Ronnie Corbett's funeral and stuff. So, oh, you know, what my big worry way. is is to David Attenborough. I worry about uh, him at least, at least, you know, at least twice a day. I mm, think about David Attenborough mm, about his health, and I know that he's, you know, he's. <laughs> kept himself vibrant over the years but i genuinely worry about him on a regular basis uh, it's gonna be a big moment for you when he goes isn't it it's gonna be huge mm. let's um let's get a couple more bods on the podcast have you finished the news yet done uh go to find out more at the box slash news now let's welcome to the podcast uh, three human beings one of them is barely a human being. Young whippersnapper Jack Boardman. Hi, Jack. Howdy. How are we? There he is. Good. Are you in? Are you at university in Leeds? Uh, back in Lancaster. Back in oh. Lancaster, the land of floods and hills. And um, joining us from Canada, from Canada, she's back. It's been a while. She's been skiving. Uh, it's Marsha Shandur. It's me. I'm back. It's I nice to have you back. I've been working really hard. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, and joining us from London, you can hear him chewing something with his mouth, I believe. <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, what are you chewing? I haven't started well. No, I didn't. I wasn't chewing anything. I was just uh, just chewing your gums. Yeah, you know. And I, I was. <laughs> it's not going to. Look, you know what? Regardless of what I say, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I was. I was licking my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever uh, Marsha and Matt are on together, Ma- Matt does something that makes him appear totally creepy to Marsha. <laughs> so we're starting as we mean to go on. Um, all of these people are qualified in some way to be here and talk about TV, but, um, well, not really Jack. And he always ends up being the guinea pig, and he is going to be tonight because we're going to be talking about Orange is the New Black, and I think I'm right in saying, well, there's Marsha's response, so she's seen it. Um, Matt Wandless, how much have you watched of Orange is the New Black? Two and a half series. Oh, two and a half. Marsha, I take it you're completely up to date. I'm completely up to date, and it's interesting that Matt watched two and a half because I I, I took a pause halfway through the third one, but I came back, mm. and I'm jolly glad I did. I uh, oh. I am with you on that as well. But Jack, how much have you watched? 
one and a half episodes. 1.5. What's with the 0.5, Jack? Well, I was halfway through finishing it off and then you rang me, so... Ah, okay. Okay, so... um, Let's uh, let's first of all get the summary from Jack. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Orange is the New Black so far, what can you tell us it's about? Uh, middle class. Am I right in saying that? Or I think so, she, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah middle class lady goes to prison uh, for a crime that she committed 10, 20 years ago. And she just got engaged from the guy who's an American Pie who I cannot stand. I really, really don't like him. Jason Biggs. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, and now we're having flashbacks of her previous life and seeing her being broken in by the prison. Okay. So, she, And she's kind of, significantly, she's sort of checked herself into the, that prison, hasn't she? She's opted yeah. for it. Yeah. We're getting a little bit of echo coming back. At, it's stopped now, it's fine. Um, okay, good. Where does this sit? Where, what's the life of this, Jamie? Well, this was a Netflix-only show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes from an, an original sort of novel um, written by um, a lady called Piper Kerner, Kerman, whose the main character is based on. Um, it was developed by Genji Kohan, and if you've watched the TV show Weeds, has anyone been a Weeds fan? I saw a couple of episodes at the beginning. It's Amy from the West Wing. It certainly is. I watched the first episode. Yeah, me too. Didn't go any. Yeah, it was quite a big show. I mean, it was a comedy drama, uh, sort of uh, early two thousands. Went on for a good few years, about seven episodes, seven series, and uh, this is her latest project. It's three. It's three to four seasons in, but it's actually been commissioned. Orange is the New Black for seven series already. <gasps> yes! What? That's nonsense. That is no, insane. No, insane. that's nonsense. No, it's true. Howell. Um, <laughs> where did you well, get that? Howell from? sounding genuinely incensed there. <laughs> but where did you get that information from? Your mum? I got. Because <laughs> Jamie's mum, Jamie's mum has given him a lot of nonsense over the years that she's read in magazines. My mum's told me nothing about Orange is the New Black. She only ever talks about the next door neighbours, Howell. Tell me your source. My source is IMDB, Howell. Well, IMDb. all I saw on IMDB. Reputable internet site, IMDB. <laughs> all I saw on both IMDB and Wikipedia is that the fourth season is due it's to nice come to know out. how deep you guys go with your research. <laughs> Get the fuck out. As if anyone hey, goes any deeper I, than that. I've got an IMDB Pro account, mister. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> this time last year, um, well, yeah, last April 2015, like three days before season three was announced, Netflix announced that it was commissioning season four. So that's what I read everywhere, but apparently they've they've signed up for th- three it's, more series. It's commissioned. I've I, I've got it on, on word on the street is the uh, seven <laughs> series have been commissioned. Okay, and I wouldn't be surprised because it's massively successful. It's an award winning show. It's won Golden Globes and it's won it's won Emmys, and it's a very popular show. No one's quite sure if it's a comedy or a drama, but I think that's one of its big strengths. Yeah, but I think even Marsha would admit that. Um, it's hard to imagine them stretching it out for another three series. I thought that until the end of until the end of season three. Ah, yeah. And now I'm like dying for the next season. Well, dying. let's get to that. Let's first of all find out Jack's um, first opinions, first impressions. Jack, uh, I quite like it. It's funny that you should say that it's hard to differentiate between a comedy and a drama because I've spent so far trying to work out what it actually is. Um, I do like it. But after finishing House of Cards, I'm not sure if it'll 
fit the sort of gape that has been left in my life after finishing that. That's like I was saying last week about Kimmy Schmidt onto Arrested Development. It's like Kimmy just, I love it so much, and Arrested Development feels a bit thin on the ground. I can can see what you mean, but they are very different things. Yeah, exactly. I think I'll I'll definitely give it a go. I'll probably watch the first season. Um, I like the way it gives the flashbacks and we're sort of learning of her past life. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of hooking me in at the moment, but uh, we'll see. I don't know how, you know, I've only watched an episode and a half and already... Seven seasons just seems a bit ridiculous. It does. Matt's, uh, Jack's not not entirely moved. Before we get Marsha and Jamie's response to that, let's find out why Matt um, stopped t- 2.5 series in. Do you think that the petrol ran out in the tank? Uh, yeah, pretty much exactly what we've been talking about, really. Mm-hmm. I just got fed up with it. Um, and I, I thought it, uh, it fell into the scrubs pit. Oh, um, whoa. Well, I mean, I don't know if I've explained this before, but I I really enjoyed the first two series of Scrubs. And then in the third series, suddenly it just became this different show. And I kind of felt the same way about this to a lesser extent, like the the transformation wasn't as dramatic. Mm. But I think the first series of Orange is the New Black is really good. And I remember my my wife and I were really excited by it because we were both enjoying it so much. Mm. And then our excitement started to wane as the second season went on. And and then when the third season came back, we we were like, oh, yeah, this is back again. This is good. Um, And we I think we watched maybe four or five in the third series before we gave up. It was just there was too much wackiness going on. I have a theory as to what went wrong, but I will come to that. Marcia, what have you got to say? Um, I so so Matt exactly the same thing happened with me. Like loved series one, series two. I was like, this is great, and it kind of flagged a little towards the end. Came back season three, super excited. I feel like really enjoyed the first episode, and then after that, it just started feeling like a slog. Mm. And I stopped, and I actually was watching it with my TV buddy, and he gave up on it. And then I didn't have anything else to watch, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back to it. A couple of episodes, it felt like like when you watch Scrubs or something like a later season, and it's just because you're too lazy to really find anything else you know it's just like chewing gum for the brain and then suddenly the last few episodes of season three I think you're right that it got like a bit wacky and it kind of, I feel like it lent way too much on the comedy but wasn't funny enough to back it up yeah and then just at the end of season three they bring the drama back in and the final episode of season three was one of the best episodes of tv I've ever watched it? in my yeah, life great. oh my god I, I was like practically running around my flat cheering at the end of it it, it was, was great so but Marsh do, do you not yeah. think that it, it went from the uh real from the possible to the very much impossible kind of but i feel like they kept it just about within there's like a there's like a a a big set piece Mm. that's kind of silly but at the same time i feel like they did it in this way where where i bought into it and then what i thought was so majestic about that last episode is that they it's so hard without spoilers but they basically there was like five or six different things that made you go, oh my God, I have to see the next episode. Or like there was so many things happening to characters who were completely unaware of it that you would watch the scene between these two characters and think, my God, you do not even know what's in for you and I do and you're going to have a terrible time. (laughs) But really, really compelling. I just thought like, and I feel like what happened with Piper's story arc was like had gone really... Yeah. For a while, and it just was brilliant. And I feel, yeah, I am stoked for the next season. I think, um, yeah, I, I think a big problem perhaps was 
if if this was a series, it was. It, uh, there's a big problem in that the bloke uh, quit, right? Now, if this was a series, I'm not being sexist there, Marsha. The bloke, what bloke? Which bloke? Jason Biggs um, quit after season two. Oh, he, did he? But yeah, I'm. I'm with Matt. I'm not his biggest fan. I mean, with Jason. No, I'm with, not. I'm not his biggest fan. But the, but the the um, the driving force of the drama um, was about. You know, it was pinned down by what is the relationship going to be when she gets out of prison, or what is the effect on this? Yeah, you know, that was the strain. That was the, that was the the underpinning mm. of it. Um, and if it was an all, you know, it's pretty much an all female cast with him as the sort of uh, the, the the boyfriend. Um, and that was where it, it began. And if it was the other way around, if it was all males with one female, and the question was the same thing, and then that actress didn't sign on again i think you are left with a big hole no but which... i think what, what i found what the beauty of it was was that was that they started making more of the other characters which is kind well, of what they had to that's do fine. they can't just be all no because also she up until recently was quite boring well they do have to no no they they do have to do that but remember this is based in a true story and this is based in piper kerman's actual story and she's mm. with her husband now so mm. there was clearly that is the sort of through line of the plot which which then of course you can take a back seat for you can you can give that a back seat and allow the other characters to come out more but i felt like removing that main plot and bringing the other characters out more it just became a little bit too much like well where's the where's the what's the point here we're seeing some great characters but they're not actually very threatening anymore because well, they, we're just learning to understand then. them all Hmm. Um, the the threat has got the stakes have gone and the main plot has gone. What are we left with? And then and I think that's why people like Matt and you and I lost a bit of interest. And then it does pick hmm. up again towards the end because they find a new they find a new plot, don't they? That's related to yeah. the knickers. <laughs> yeah. Sure, surely they should have um, wrapped it wrapped that storyline up at the end of series two. Then, if that was going to be the case, if they knew they didn't have him in contract, they sort of did. They they did a little bit, didn't they? Or they. Uh, yeah. they did, but they if they, if they wanted went, that oh, to be the overarching up. narrative that she ends up back with her with, with her husband on the outside, yeah. Yeah. then I, I mean, I I think um, given what went on and and how much of a margin marginal character she became, they should have they should have wrapped up Piper's story in series two. Mm. Yeah, in a way, I agree. I I think the 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 problem is Piper is our way into this world, and so yes. Once we lose her as our anchor, that's that's it's fine because if you've got a very strong supporting cast, but then you're left sort of well, Piper becomes this almost background character. Yeah, it's like a rogues scene. gallery, and she's just another one. Yeah, of the, and then one of the and rogues. that bothered me actually. That yeah. bothered me that it was like, well, I wanted, I thought I knew this character. I thought this character was my kind of Sherpa through this mm-hmm. journey. Yeah, and now and the- she's gone. Jamie, did you did you watch all the all the to the end of season three? Yes, I did. And how yeah. do you feel? How do you feel about our Sherpa now? Well, I thought it was a very good. Curious. That sounded really accusatory. <laughs> but no, I'm, I, you always have such interesting points of view on things that I want to know what you thought. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> I thought it was else. He'll <laughs> self explode if you actually say that to him. He won't be able <laughs> to <laughs> communicate now. Just going to um, sing some I, Lionel Richie. British, sorry, <laughs> I live I, in a different. Jamie. I did really. I really liked the. Um, I really liked the last episode. I thought it was amazing. Like, and I thought that it was kind of what I wanted. Everything 
the rest of the series to be like. You know, it was just yeah. sort of it's kind of like a little bit surreal, but it worked and and her journey got interesting, but it was was it too late to care enough anymore? Oof. And like, because I thought season two was brilliant. Like for me, that was like that was the best series because I thought the characters really? really interesting. I love the tension in the in the prison of these two kind of like warring kingpin women, and uh, and it really worked for me, but. I, I I did feel like you're right in a way, Matt. Maybe they needed to just remove Piper from the whole show and just say to us, right, it's not about her anymore. This is it's about this. Oh, I'd really no, miss Jamie, her though. I, think, Jamie, I would really I think miss you're her. Right. I think that <clears throat> I think this is a world. You know, most of us watching this haven't had those experiences, and so we kind of need the like, you know, whatever the middle, middle class, class white girl, girl. yeah, white yeah. girl who's who's ne- who's never been in trouble before. To go in there to kind of be our be our interpreter. So even as her character changes, what we're doing is we're constantly being like, "Would that happen to me? Would that happen to me? Would that happen to me?" Yeah. Like, would yeah. I start behaving the way that she's behaving? And so I think you're. I think that's such a such a an insightful thing that she needs to be our sherpa. I think that's brilliant. But do you so, think the uh, drama think... though relies on fear? Though, I mean, if we have to sustain that, isn't one of the problems? Couldn't one of the problems of the show be that when you begin? basically a character study into every character where we learn why they have become the way they are um you make everybody nice you 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 empathize and you like everyone which levels the playing field and you actually lose some stakes and some drama i think you're absolutely right i think that's what they did um but by mm-hmm. by giving everyone these sort of slightly misunderstood and these sort of twisted angle uh, back backdrops to their to their personality and not making anyone just um, just just a criminal. You, yeah. You know, um, yeah. Some people sort of... are shitbags. Some people genuinely are shitbags. Mm. <laughs> They've made those choices. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And um, and also everyone else in the show was uh, was very two dimensional. Um, whereas Piper was clearly, you know, obviously she's she's the subject material for the whole thing, so she was going to be much more rounded out, and her backstory and the whole plot with Alex was much more well thought out and the fact uh, and it's it's what you're saying jamie that when she fell into the background suddenly you realize that you're left with all these very skin deep kind of archetypical characters and um i i didn't find the uh the, the sort of the warring kingpins thing in in season two uh good at all because i didn't like i didn't like d in the slightest mm-hmm. i thought she was unbelievable and uh and i thought the the way she sort of brought the band back together was was really uh, trite. I felt um, that way for some of it, but I think the way that she manipulated uh, the main girl who who had been her sort of mother, if you like. Uh, been her oh, daughter. God, I hated that. I, I think the, the way they've... The, the way Crazy Eyes has developed, like she was really interesting in the first series. Mm. And oh then God, by, I found us. Oh, sorry. By the third <laughs> series, she she was my Zach Braff. She was like the worst one. She'd just gone completely to the point where I couldn't stand watching her. Yeah, Marsha, Zach Braff, Crazy Eyes. So, Crazy Eyes. I I just that's the character I have a real trouble with, particularly because I, I find the acting. She yeah. keeps winning awards for best actress, and I keep thinking she—it's like six-form drama. Like it's yeah. so to me, it's so. I'm like, playing I'm a crazy person. <laughs> Look at me! I am so crazy. I waggled my hands in a crazy way. Like it really. <laughs> Sometimes I rub my head. So, a lot so of people think- who are crazy really do behave like that. I mean, you've never met Jamie's family, but I can 
guarantee if you did. I just found it very ABC obvious, and actually, I found her character arc in series three. And I can't remember Matt if this is if this is towards the end, but actually, I've sort of enjoyed that a bit more of them actually humanizing her a bit more and making her a bit less two dimensional. But I think it's interesting what you say about the two dimensional. I think you're absolutely right that when we like everyone, um, and I. You know, I believe that people just lack empathy or whatever, or have misunderstood, um, and so I can see those stories. Yeah, in everyone, but I'm not like- saying that I'm not saying that not all babies are born equal. I do agree <laughs> with that. I, I do agree with that. But some yeah, some, yeah. some think- people have done something that involved a decision which is so horrific and horrendous to other people that we don't need a, an empathetic. Uh, tearful moment to understand them they're, they're no you know and you just need a bit of ambiguity because they do it very well with that's piper, it actually. ambiguity there, there, there are points with with, with piper storyline where you're like you're a bit of a prick yes and yeah. and, and they they tow that line very nicely and in fact a lot of the shows that we've talked about most fondly have those characters who do bad things but you still like them yeah. and you yeah. don't you, you, they don't need to have an altruistic motive for their um for their bad for the bad things that they do for you to still yeah be on their side. I felt like that, towards, especially towards the end of season three, I felt like they really were like filling out some of the other characters. I was really starting to care about the other characters' storylines, ones that I hadn't before. And then also I feel like they really had that exact thing with some of the other characters that, um, you know, characters who get in fights with each other and, and discover that they're wrong. And there isn't a moment where they walk up and say, I'm so sorry, I made a mistake. They just keep their mouth shut and the fight keeps on going. And so... And that's I feel right, like that's but we important. have to like them, but we understand them all. That's that's my problem. Is that we no, but I, no, no, but I think I feel like that they they show ones where you, we now like them because we know them, but actually they're acting like dicks, and we see them doing that in the way. Yeah, that, you're like, right. Yeah, they do. Yeah. are flawed. They do a bit. I think I just totally miss the Piper. I I really do miss the Piper perspective. The the yeah. the thing. I I felt I feel like you could have stretched seven series out. Um, retaining that that idea of peering out from behind a bunk terrified you could stretch that out for a long time and still expose these characters and things i just wonder whether the removal of jason biggs is the driving force of of leaving that original story i absolutely don't think it is and i think also just knowing a little bit about um what's her what's her real name piper kerman is her real name? Yeah, knowing like a little bit about a story, having like I just I listened to the story. She was she did a story on the moth, and I've read some of the stuff. And one of the things was that everybody said, "Don't speak to anyone, don't make any friends. Everyone in there is terrible." Mm. And so she did that for the first whatever it was six months or a year, and then she started to not do that. And she was like, "Oh, these people are human beings," and mm. I feel like actually that's just more realistic yeah. of what life is of um yeah can i just talk a bit about the show from my activist perspective oh christ <laughs> no go on yeah. the, here we go um, cause, cause, no because it's something that i've talked about a lot with the activists of like what do people think of this show and before you do this, before you do um because i don't want jack to feel um uh God, yeah, emotionally jack, blackmailed jack. into watching <laughs> it um jack uh uh, this conversation presumably doesn't actually spur you on to carry on watching. Oh, not really. I think the only thing that was going to spur me on to watch it was seeing it through uh, Piper's perspective, sort of seeing how uh, the others are, you know, in the prison uh, as she's come into that. And now you've said about season three and it sort of drops, you know, she's not. Oh, but the end is so good. It's, 
it is worth it. And, and it, I, I, the truth is, me and Sarah looked at each other on that last episode of season three, and we did say, if only the rest of it had been like that. But mm-hmm. Jack, when the next yeah. season lands, I'll be watching every episode. Jamie, I do. Yeah, and I don't. I think you should stick with it, Jack. I think. I think what it is. I think they consciously changed what kind of a show it was. I think it was a show that was about this heightened uh, uh, environment, and there was, there was that danger element of this this woman in this horrible sort of hostile world. I think they've changed it, and I I feel like season three that they changed what kind of a show it was, and it became more lighthearted and more of a comedy in some ways, mm. and more of a situational comedy than it was a, a a drama. And I think that that change isn't a bad thing. It's just that it's hard to get used to that change happening and adjust to the new show you're watching in some respects. Yeah, but I feel like they did that and then towards the end of the season they were like, oh no, our mistake. <laughs> Let's actually just make it really exciting. It's exciting and, though. Yeah, I mean, it becomes terrible. quite Hollywood in that, in in the plot, I think. I think it, it leaves the realm of possibility. I'll be amazed mm-hmm. if that happened. If If what happens in it, actually happened i'll be amazed it, I've, and wonderful because the whole 50 percent of my fascination and drive watching that first series was knowing that this stuff happened and i think well so that's the but that's the thing that's what i was going to say about my activist issues yeah. is that like the one issue with it is it it makes prison look super fun and like this fun prison like this fun summer camp do you think like, oh they're not mm. allowed outside but mostly it makes it right. look really fun and i think actually it's it can be a totally terrifying place, but also from what I know from from things I've read over the years and, and Your time biographies I've read over the years of <laughs> my time in prison, is that that it's not it can be terrifying in terms of the other cards, which we see a little in bit. In terms of the other what, Marsha? We just lost you for a second. But it, oh, sorry, but the, it's the guards really oh, the that guards. make it a terrible, terrible place. I um I read a book once called Forget You Had a Daughter about a girl who'd spent time in the Bangkok Hilton and then after years she managed to get transferred to a prison, interestingly the one that Rose West was in, um, in the UK and she said the time, you know, when she was in Thailand she had to sleep in like a two foot by two foot square space that she had to crouch in, they had to like wash in dirty water, her eyesight got all messed up because... She didn't have enough vitamins. And so when she found out she was getting transferred to Britain, but she says it was a, a million times worse because of the cruelty of the guards. Like it was the wow. psychological and physical cruelty of the guards was just horrific. And I feel like that is not, that does not come across. Um, and so um, actually, I think yeah, it does a like bit. I, I don't watch it and think that looks like a fun place to be, even when the characters get ridiculous. Like the, the no, guards. No, it's not Shawshank, is it? It's not no. Shawshank, no. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. Super but it's kind of um, creepier so than that. The, the the guards, above all, the guards are portrayed as creepy, either corrupt yeah, not, or they're not, seedy. They're not, they're not really. They're not like psychological punishing fuckers for the no. most part. I feel like they're either like wah, wah, porn star. She's yeah. really creepy, or you know what I mean. I feel like yeah. they're not evil in a way that I think people mm. in those positions of power. Often are, and that's a thing. But you, you, know, get, this, you know what, though? That's that's why this is a comedy rather than a tragedy, though. You know, in, in Shakespeare's sense, we've talked about comedy and drama, but in that Shakespeare way where comedy is anything that is it, it doesn't involve someone dying at the end. Um, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a laugh a minute, but it's the it's the right, lighter, right, right. the lighter stuff. But if you're saying that you want to get like an eye into what it's actually like, yeah, you're not you going to... No, 
Like, oh. you don't get that. Um, but I just wanted to say, in, de- in defense of this show, that's like my only activist issue, but massive, like, overwhelmingly female cast and, and overwhelmingly people of color cast is like quadruple thumbs up. That's so awesome. I only have two thumbs, but I'm expecting two of yours. Um, just so Now, why do we so say awesome. people of color? Why do we say people of color? Because that includes black people, Hispanic people, Asian people. Where did, okay. Well, is it white not? Is white not a colour? Uh, when we say of colour, doesn't that mean different from us, which is inherently racist? Danger. It's just, Danger. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the fra- It's like the widely accepted phrase. I know. Like I just. Now, I, 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 don't I don't have to queer, accept it. Call me queer. But twenty years ago, you couldn't call me queer. It would be really offensive. Like it's just whatever happens. Sometimes it's the widely accepted phrase. We've we the queers have reclaimed queer, and so now you can use it. But have the people, people of, of color, color accepted like the thing? People of color. <laughs> it seems. Yeah, I feel like it's just the thing that you say. You know, it's like saying you say mixed race now, but when we were kids, we would say half caste, and now that's really racist. Like you just there are certain words and phrases that are just like it's kind of like everyone agrees. Like okay, we can use this word now. Well, I don't agree with that one. Like, I'm going to be the first to move on from people of color. I don't as, like it. as a white, straight, able-bodied man. Me, I think you have a lot danger. Of <laughs> danger. <laughs> I'm gonna. I am gonna I, say. Also, women should stay in the home. I'm gonna say, Orange is the New Black is an excellent Jamie. cast of actors who are superb. That is what I'm going to say. I'm not disputing that for a second. I'm saying that there's very few shows. Oh, on wonderful TV. the way you're trying to scrabble onto the high ground. Here. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many, there's very few shows on TV that have overwhelmingly female cast, and there are very very few shows on TV that have casts that are both overwhelmingly female and overwhelmingly people of color. Overwhelmingly. And, um, and so, um, so, do you so know majority. What? I'll tell you what else is overwhelmingly female. Mentioned it last week, Kimmy Schmidt, and it's a lot better than Orange is the New Black. That's what I would say. I there feel we like go. We're definitely not, Jack. You're not going to watch it, are you? You're not watch. <laughs> um, you know what, Jack? Jack, watch at least watch the first series because the first series is really good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Second think... one too. It's... Sorry, go on. Marsha says the second one too, but we definitely all agree that the first season is worth watching. Even if you don't go any further, you're not gonna you're not gonna miss out. At the end of the first season, oh, oh, it's brilliant. I thought the end. Well, you know, but the stuff. The, the the thing is, the things they leave on a cliffhanger at the end of the first series, you can forget about. They're not worth bothering with. I think. Matt. Well, I've put off watching it for so long because I didn't think it'd be for me, and now. I feel like I'm at a point where <laughs> I need something to binge watch. Yeah. And this is the only thing Do it. that Have you done two have you to... done Kimmy two yet, Jack? Uh, I'm halfway through it. Ah, uh, have you, Marsha? I haven't yet. I haven't yet. I'm you so have done the first you. series, haven't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah. god, in one go. It's so good. And yeah. there's people of colour in it as well. Amazing. Um, and danger. <laughs> Matt, I so would also like, Matt Wonders, I would. I love that Matt's us. That's our uh, alarm. Matt, why do you <laughs> think that? Voice. What's Matt? Why does Matt think that people of colour are dangerous? No, he's just saying. <laughs> uh, Matt, I would. I urge you to stick to the end of the of series three. I feel like you'll be really glad you did. 
Uh, you may as well. You've only got about four well. episodes to go, or whatever. I know, but I have so little. I have so little time to watch stuff anyway. I'm, I'm, and I'm into Better Call Saul right now. So, mm. thank you, this show, by the way. That is that is that is a box set pod win right there. But, oh, it's brilliant! Oh, I wasn't going to wow, watch that yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. fantastic! Well, I'm glad that you are, and it's superb. Um, and I definitely think it's better than Breaking Bad. Wow. Big claim. Uh-huh. Marsha, how's, uh, how's West Wing coming along, Marsh? Oh, it's not. Been watching it again today myself. Brilliant. <laughs> Have you? Absolutely brilliant. I'm sorry. I um, just... I'll break my leg at some point and then I'll watch it. But Game of Thrones started again and mm. Man Seeking uh-huh. Woman. I'm like going back through. Oh, I wanted to TV mention buddy. Marsha. Marsha, yes. I'm loving Man, Man Seeking Woman. It's yes! one of the best underrated comedy that I've ever watched. It's just brilliant. Yes! It's Amazing. Brilliant. Jamie, I'm so excited. How much have you watched? I'm up to season two. Oh, oh Jamie, well done. Isn't I'm, it? I'm, I'm, I'm just started it and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Bloody brilliant, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's just, so good. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Like, Is this I on Netflix? No. No, it's on something here called Show Me, but I don't know if you mm. guys can... It will be available on, on, on Amazon, Howell. Oh, yeah. yeah. How are you watching it, Jamie? Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, you it just a, got commissioned for a third season. A live and, um, stream anyone, from the Amazon. If you're listening, you don't know what it is. It, it's produced by Lorne Michaels. Yeah, we know. Um, we know, Marsha. We've, we've, d- we've done this already, Marsha, at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Um, good, um, good, good. Um, good. Right. Well. Um, so that's that, Jack. Do do crack on with it. I mean, I'll try. I'll give it a go. I, I'll say this: I am cracking on with the rest of development on the recommendation of this podcast. Yeah. I have almost finished the Good Wife along with the rest of the world on the recommendation of this podcast. Uh, better call Saul. I'm watching a lot of things and I'm sticking with them. Um, Matt is doing better call Saul because of that. Jack has been a trooper down the mine shaft. Uh, all we've got Jack. left is to find out from Jamie and Marsha what they are continuing to watch because of this podcast. Jamie, <laughs> I am I am going to continue watching Chuck at some point in the very near future. <laughs> Place your bets. Oh, oh, hold on a minute. I am watching Brooklyn Nine Nine very slowly, but I'm watching. Yes, excellent, podcast. Marsha. There we go. So, um, <laughs> let's call it a day there. Next week, what should we do next week? What have we got on next week? Treme was meant to be on the list, wasn't it? Treme's going to be on the week after next. We will be doing Treme the week after next. If you're a big fan of that, get in touch with us. We'd like to hear from you. Because we've only got Adam, our um, internet department, is the only one who's watched it. Which, um, you know, he's a very dull individual, Adam. So if you could join him to help, that'd be fantastic. Studio at the box at pod.com. Um, next week, uh, oh, goodness me. Is anyone about to embark on something new? Is anyone willing to embark on something new? Man Seeking Woman, Man Seeking Woman, Man Seeking Woman. Well, I will watch Man Seeking Woman, okay, if, yeah. Marsha, if you uh, yes. continue the West Wing. How many do I have? Do, do what I suggested. Okay, got... Just do just do what I suggested. Watch uh last Tell me again. La, last the last episode of series one. Yeah. 
I am. Okay. And if that even, gets even you though enough, I haven't seen any, even though I've only seen the first. Yes, we five, discussed this like, last time. Pay attention. Get to the end. Yeah, it'll prove to your brain that you that you don't need to be obsessive compulsive over following every okay. tiny bit. It'll it'll okay. solve that problem, okay. and it might make you want to start season two. So that'll work. Um, okay, I've got a thirteen-hour train journey on Thursday, so I'm I'm now Jesus. committing to download it, and I will watch it. Where you where are you traveling from to? Traveling from uh, Toronto to New York. How exciting! Wow. Ooh. Wow, I'm sure you can drive yeah. that in about seven hours, can't you? <laughs> it takes about 13 hours to drive. Does it? Right, okay. Awesome. The right. train, yeah. And I hereby state that I'm, I am against the phrase people of colour. I don't like it. I'm not going to use it. Again, and I want you have no authority. You don't get to pick, Cal. What? Well, I can pick whatever I goddamn like for myself. See <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> bye, bye. Yeah, see you, Jamie. Bye. See you, Jack. See you later. Marsha. Marsha, my point. Marsha and I have just debated for a further half hour on the back of the pod. I've cut it all out, and we've come to terms with the fact that everybody is right, uh, apart from those who are wrong, which might be me. But I forget it. See you next week. Thanks, Marsh. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy.